week's Torah portion is Leviticus chapter 12 and 13. And just like last week were some of my favorite scriptures, this week too as well. So chapter 12 deals with when a woman gives birth to a child and how long they have to stay considered unclean for a male and for a female. And while most of you will read that scripture and just think, what's the big deal, and try to figure out why it's twice as long for a female than it is as a male, the real picture of that comes in the renewed covenant. Because that's where the scripture talks about um, the birth of our Messiah. And the question has always come in is how long was that period between, um, you know, why did... Uh, the, the governor of Israel say, kill all the Jewish kids two years and under. And people will tell you that it took two years to travel from, you know, uh, basically modern-day Iran now to Israel, and that is not the case. Camels are a pretty fast animal and can make it in about two weeks. But no one ever questioned why the two years, and they just assumed that they were in Jerusalem for two years before they left, but the scripture tells us otherwise. See, the scripture tells us that after the time of purification, and I think it's Luke chapter 2, tells us that they went to Jerusalem to offer up Yeshua, and then after that they left to go back to their home, and that's when they were uh, sidetracked into Egypt. So what we see here is it wasn't two years, but literally it depends how you look at it if we... I count the 33 days plus the seven of the, uh, or if they're counted together, that literally within 40 days of after giving birth to Yeshua, that they were on their way back to their hometown, not of uh, uh, the city of Bethlehem, but where they came from, where they lived. And so that is a great way for you friends, if you want to debunk your friends who tell you it was a two-year period, the scripture is very clear on that. And then we go into chapter 13. And 13 deals with a plague. Kind of welcome to our modern society, right? But this plague is a special type of plague. It's one that deals with Lashana Hara, with gossip, with what we're saying. And it teaches us that we need to be careful what we do and say. See, Lashana Hara is not just spreading false testimony about someone. It's even when you say something that is true about someone, but doing it in a harmful way. You know, it's interesting, in our society today, we are so into Facebook and all these other things, and we've lost track of what we really should say or not say. I came across this, and I think this perfectly kind of shares with what we're talking about. This is how social media works today. Someone writes on it, I prefer mangoes to oranges. A simple statement, right? Someone comes back and says, so basically what you're saying is you hate oranges. You also fail to mention pineapples, bananas, and grapefruit. Educate yourself. Think about it. We feel that we can just share whatever we want to say and say whatever we want, and this will be okay. And that's not how it is. Matter of fact, when you did gossip and, and God struck you with the plague, you had to go before the high priest. 
the Kohim, to, so that you could be cleansed of that spirit. We even see it when Miriam said it about Moses. See, we need to learn to wear spiritual face masks. You know, we see people today walking all around wearing face masks. And guess what? Not all face masks are created equal. You know, one thing that I learned that I never thought about. There's a way to test how good your face mask is. Many of you probably don't know this. But here's the thing. If you want to see if your face mask is really doing what it's supposed to do, put your face mask on, light a candle, and start trying to blow it out. If you can't blow that candle out, that means you have a good face mask. But if you're wearing a face mask and you have a candle, a lighter lit in front of you, and you can blow it and it goes out or it moves, guess what? That means that it's not filtering like it's supposed to do. And that's truly what God wants us to do spiritually. We need to be careful of what we say because you know what? Our words are like a virus. And they can spread wherever we go. I know in today's society they want us all six feet apart, north, south, east, and west, wearing masks so you can't see us. But I don't believe that's how we're supposed to be. I'm just telling you like I feel. Because you know what? We need to see a person's face. We need to see that smile or that frown to see what's going on in their heart and their spirit. When they start to speak to us, we have to be able to see their reaction so we know how to react. You know, it's getting a little crazy out there in our world. And get, but guess what? We will get back to normal. I believe we'll be back to a time when we can sit next to one another. Because you know what? That's what they did in the Word. They sat and they talked and they communicated and they shared to one another. Because that's how we learn the best. But we need to be able to be careful with what we say. That spiritual mask on our face needs to make sure that we're not gossiping. Because you know what? Our world has gotten pretty crazy. When a person says they prefer mangoes over oranges and other people attack them, it's a little crazy. Why can't we all just say what fruit we like best and that be it? But we've gotten into a time today in our society where we think we can say and do whatever we want and it's okay. But that's not how it's supposed to be. The words out of our mouth need to be uplifting and, 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 and encouraging and being with one another. We also need to educate. And yes, there is a time in which we need to tell someone when they're wrong. But we need to make sure that that spiritual mask is covering and getting the things that aren't supposed to come out. If your spiritual mask can blow out a candle, then you're in trouble. Because your mask isn't doing what it's supposed to do. You know, today in our society, we decide things to be okay, even though the Bible says it's not. That's not how God set it up. We've become too lax. And we've been let gossip and disease spread throughout our land. You know, the one good thing that's coming out of this is that maybe we're learning that we do need one another. I know many of you have been locked up in your houses for weeks in isolation. 
And it's that time of remembering of what it is. It's interesting to note that, that in, when you read Leviticus 13, it talks about that when you do this, when you gossip, that you're to be putting your, you're being isolated for seven days. Why seven days? Why a time of isolation? So that you can reflect upon what's been going on. It also reminds you of what you had. You know, I miss seeing all of your smiling faces and those that, you know, will say, you know, laugh when, we, when I say all those funny jokes that I say and you all know who you are. You're laughing right now. No one here is laughing, but y'all are laughing. I know you're out there. Right? But it's a time of being able to rejoice and be together. The scripture even says when two or more are gathered in his name, that he is with us. I didn't remember it said you had to stand six feet apart, north, south, east, and west. God wants us to be able to come and rejoice in him and not have to worry about social distancing. To not have to wear masks to cover our face. This season is a season that will pass. But what will we learn from it? What will come from these times? These times of isolation, you realize what you miss. I believe that's what the time of isolation was in the Scripture. It's a time to reflect and to realize that what you say and do does mean something. It could hurt somebody. We need to be careful to make sure we don't go too far. So even after the time that you're able to take off your, your mask, you're able to go back to the bowling alleys and other places, keep your spiritual mask on. Watch what you say and do. Be that image that God wants us to be. Let the people see the love in your eyes, the smile on your face. And let them hear words of encouragement out of your mouth. Don't discourage, but encourage. You know, there's always ways to look at a glass that's uh, half full or half empty. How are you going to look at this situation? I believe we're to, to realize that God is still in charge, that he has a plan, and guess what? We will survive this. But it's a time of learning, a time of going deeper into the Word, to realize that we should not gossip, to not try to say things that will hurt people, but to be there and say things in love. God has called us to be such people, such a witness for Him, that people by your mere walk should be able to know that you're a follower of Yeshua. I believe that it means they need to see your face. They need to see that smile that you have, even when times of trouble, that you can lift up to the Lord and know that He is in control. I know you might be stuck at home and those four walls are driving you crazy, but know that you're not alone. 
Know that God is right there with you. You can open up His Word and study it and learn from Him and be more like Him. Don't let Him punish you. Let Him cleanse you of this disease. There's going to be a time that this thing is over and we can go back to normal. I know everyone's saying there's supposed to be a new normal. But man caused this disease, not God. And God's cure is bringing us together in Him. His cure is for us to fellowship once again. Because it lifts us up and encourages us. I encourage you to join us during the midweek. We do online Zoom meetings just to get together and fellowship. Because that's so important. We need to hear what's going on. We need to encourage one another. This plague will pass. What did you learn from it? I learned I want to be closer to God. I want to listen to what He has to say. I want to be encouraged. I want to be able to take off that outer layer mask, but keep on that spiritual mask, that filter. Because not only does it keep stuff what goes coming in, but also what's going out. You know, that's what really wearing the mask today is for. They say it's not to, that you're trying to stop someone from giving it to you, but if you have it, that you don't spread it to others. Our words can be like a virus. They can be hurtful. They can get within the body and they can cause damage and even spiritual death and depression. So reflect on what you're saying and how you're saying it. Let that spiritual mask remind you not to gossip, not to talk about others, but to be encouraging, to be loving, to be kind. For that's the God that we serve. And that's what He wants out of our mouth. He has given us that spiritual filter. That spiritual face mask. And when we obey it and wear the proper one. Not the man-made ones, but the God-made ones. Guess what? You can't put out that flame. Because Yeshua, that spirit will continue to glow and be before you. And that's what God's calling us to do. We need to show the world the truth. Because the truth will set you free. But it's how you say that truth that makes the difference. God is a a loving God. God's there to encourage us. And I hope that these words are encouraging you. If you're in Georgia, the time of the quarantine is coming to an end. Doesn't mean overnight things will be back to normal. It will take time. But we must work that this never has to happen again. Because God doesn't want us six feet apart from each other. 
We need those spiritual hugs. Those smiles on the face. We need to be able to hear the person who's speaking before us. And not to have something block our path. We'll get back to that normal one day. But we need to keep that spiritual mask on to make sure that our words are true and not hurtful. That we don't gossip. That we love one another. Because that will cure all pain. So I encourage you, seek the Lord. Seek His Word. If you're home by yourself, read the Word. Let God speak to you as He speaks to His children. Listen and learn from Him. And when you see someone post that they like oranges or mangoes over oranges, don't get upset. The bananas are good too. Don't take life so seriously and read into things that aren't there. Think about what you're doing and make a change. Because that's how this plague will end. When we as a people turn back to God. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, we just ask for your touch right now. Lord, cleanse us of Lashana Hara. Lord, keep your spiritual mask over us 24-7. Let it filter what goes in and what comes out. Lord, let us not be hurtful, but helpful. Let us not try to put others down, but Lord, let us lift them up. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, I ask right now for everyone who's watching, if you don't know Yeshua as your Messiah, then there's no way you can have that spiritual filter on. Because it's the Ruach HaKodesh that lives in you that is that filter. But God makes it so easy. He gives you a free gift. All you need to do is accept Yeshua into your heart. And when you do that, the Spirit will live in you. He'll make you a new creature. And that's what God is calling for you today. I encourage you to open the door. God is knocking. You have to let him in. If that's you right now, wherever you are around the world, all you need to do 
is repeat the prayer I'm about to give. doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Gentile. God came for all of us, once and for all. God is opening the spiritual eyes of our people today. And Jewish people all around the world, Reformed, Conservative, and Orthodox, are coming to know the truth that Yeshua is King of kings and Lord of lords. Let him be the king in your life. All you have to do is repeat after me, Abba, Father, I have sinned against you. I believe your son, Yeshua, died and rose again. And because he lives, I can live. Lord, make me a new creature. Let your spirit reside in me. Lord, give me that spiritual face mask. So that I can filter out the good and the evil. And only let good come out of my mouth. I ask this in your son Yeshua's name. Amen. Says the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now. If you said that prayer for the first time, or maybe you're rededicating your life to the Lord, contact us on the information you see on the screen and let us know, and we will contact you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. We will pray with you over the situations in your life because God is making you a new creature. The past is behind you. The future is only before you. You're a new creature, a clean slate. Let us rejoice in him and be glad. We ask this in your son Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen.